Hey, Jesus fans, welcome to True North Podcast, where we grow closer to God together. This podcast was brought to you by Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas, and our host, Pastor Ed Snyder. To find out more about this podcast, visit our website at truenorthdfw.org. Now let's join Pastor Snyder in a new direction and a new destination. And welcome to True North Podcast, another great episode with your host, yours truly, Pastor Snyder. As we get into today's episode, I want to say thank you. I mean, a huge thank you to the many people that are jumping on board as listeners. We are so excited to have you on board. Our numbers are really going up, and that excites me because that means we're reaching people with the message of Jesus Christ. So again, thank you so very, very much uh, for taking the time out to listen, listen to this podcast as well as many others. I'd like to encourage you to join our True North community. Go to our website at truenorthdfw.org and uh, click on the email list that comes up or the sign up for the free uh, ebook called How to Handle Toxic People. Nine levels of relationship there. It's good stuff, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. In the meantime, you'll get involved in our True North community. We don't we don't uh, blow up your email box. We just hit you once a month of what's coming up and uh, a lot of other good things just once a week. So come on board. Go to truenorthdfw.org and sign up in that community. All right, today we're going to be looking at outburst and addictions. How do we fix them? Great subject straight ahead. We'll be right back. Okay, so we're back and uh, we are going to talk about a very, really important subject, and that is the emotional outburst that we have. Uh, addictions, you know, what's going on with addictions? And of course, let me start off with this. Addictions are anything that you can't quit or you can't stop. So in other words, you've got a habit and you're like, I'm not addicted to this. Well, if you're not, then you'll be able to stop it right there. Boom. It's over. It's done. But if you can't, then there's an addiction problem. Now, addictions go on many levels. I mean, of course, when we say the word addiction, we automatically go go to probably a drug addiction or an addiction to alcohol or an addiction to pornography. Uh, I've have an addiction to coffee. We won't talk about that. Anyway, uh, addictions, that's that's something that, you know, there are good addictions, I mean, you know, here in the church world, we talk about getting addicted to Jesus, and that's a good addiction. Uh, and and so what we've really got to go for is look at the areas that are not healthy, okay? And then the Bible speaks to doing everything in moderation, balance. All through the Control the Beast project, we talk about the power of understanding is a main thread. And another main thread is balance, okay? Uh, doing things in moderation. Too much of something that's good can be a problem. And so we need to look at our addictions. Also, emotional outburst. Now, again, balance is something that's very, very important. Uh, I've used this a couple of episodes ago, but if you're a cashier at a store and you've got, you don't have enough money, well, at the end of the day, then that means you got a problem. 
Okay. If you have too much money, then you still got a problem because you've shortchanged your customers in returning their change back. So you didn't count out the the money right and you took money from the customer. So that's, you know, even though you have too much money in your cash drawer, you still got a bad thing. And so again, we've got to look at everything in balance. And in our emotions, you know, happy is happy. We all want to be happy, but sometimes we're a little too happy. And that means there's a problem. And of course, we all are very familiar with that if, you know, everybody is sad from time to time or perhaps depressed from some things, but too much of it, again, we're out of balance. Okay. So we're going to take a look at these emotional outbursts that we have and also addictions of uh, what they're all. And then how do we fix these things? So I'm going straight for the jugular right early in our half hour with us uh, together. I'm going straight in. All right. And that is when we have a problem, when we have a an outburst of emotion, uh, of course, especially that of a negative emotion brings a negative result. And so we've got a behavior that we're trying to modify. We want to get out of, uh, we want to stop cussing so much. Uh, we want to stop with the rudeness all the time. We want to stop with um, the short fuse. You know, somebody says something and off we go. Uh, that That's behavior modification. That's something that we need to change because we've gotten in a habit of using that method to communicate or whatever. I'm going to be honest with you folks. I really don't understand cussing. I don't understand using vulgar words in sentences or even not so much vulgar words to bring a point. Just form your words right and bring a point. You don't need to flavor it with the vulgarities to get the point across. You know, especially if you are passionate about something, you don't need to throw something in there that most of the time doesn't make sense. Anyway. That's enough of that little soapbox. So how are we going to stop it? How are we going? You don't just stop cussing. You don't just stop um, overeating. You don't just stop uh, a bad habit, uh, an outburst of emotion, uh, constantly falling back to this addiction. You you can't just knock it off at the top or say, I'm going to do quit doing this. Uh, especially in diets. And of course, some of you may know my story. Our new listeners may not. Uh, I went through a period of time where I've dropped 100. I used to weigh almost 400 pounds, and I dropped 160 of that. And of course, um, I just woke up one day and said, I'm done. Okay, it's over. And here's, here's a little neat little thing that I discovered that I want to share with you today. And that is the emotional tie to a habit. Okay, Um, I don't know, maybe a year ago or so, I was in Springfield, Missouri, and I was preaching at a a church over the weekend. And on Sunday night, I'm on the plane back to here in Dallas. And I, you know, here comes a bunch of women just laughing and having a good time. And of course, one of those ladies wound up beside me and come to find out they were in Springfield for a essential oils convention. 
And of course, when somebody sits that close to you on an airplane, you know, hi, how are you? You know, good to see you uh, and strike up a little conversation and all that, because you're going to be next to each other for a perhaps a long period of time. So we got to talking and she's like, what do you do? And I told her what I did. And then we got into my story, how that I used to weigh almost 400 pounds and, you know, eight kidney stones, one right after another, uh, diverticulitis with infection, pain all the time from carrying all that weight. And I decided one day I'm done. I'm sick of being sick, tired of being tired. I've got to change the way I do things. And so I started eating right, eating healthy, smaller portions, exercising, eliminating bad things from my diet permanently, and all of that. And over the course of time, I've dropped 160 pounds. Now, I said, so enough about me. What do you do? And she said, well, I sell this essential oil full time, but I used to be a hypnotist. And I'm like, Okay, interesting. So I I said, um, so tell me a little bit about being a hypnotist. And I and she said she answered that question with a question. She goes, what do you know about a hypnotist and what they do? I said, well, jokingly, I said, if you pull out a pocket watch and start swinging it, I'm not looking at it. She laughed. She goes, well, that's the TV version. Basically, what a hypnotist does is what you've already done for yourself. And I'm like. Okay, I'm listening. She goes, we help people turn the emotional switch off attached to an addiction. So people come to us, they want to quit smoking. They want to quit overeating. They want to quit this. So we go into the subconscious mind and help them turn the emotional switch off tied to that that behavior. Okay. And I knew exactly what she was talking about because that's exactly what we teach about the conscious and subconscious mind in behavior modification. She said, Ed, you just woke up one day. Oh, let me back up. She said this. She goes, people say, I'm going on a diet. Their conscious mind says, this is what I'm going to do. The subconscious mind, the emotional part of your mind says, yeah, okay, sure. It ain't going to last because you love food too, too much. And so for several weeks or so, we're good. But then all of a sudden, we fail because the emotion has taken over the love for the food or the love for the drug or the love for whatever has taken over. You, Ed, went in and did what people pay us money to do by going in and shutting off the switch to your love for food. You shut that off, and therefore, your conscious mind was able to follow uh, through with what your subconscious normally would say, no, you're not. You know, I used to drink coffee all morning, and then I'd switch to Diet Pepsis. And my doctor said, you're eating your guts up with the, with the sodas and the acidity from the coffee. So I teetotaled. I haven't drank soda in 10 years. What I've told my subconscious mind, anything you pour on battery acid and can clean doesn't need to be in your stomach. So therefore, I'm done. I walked away. So how do we fix our emotional outburst and our addictions? Well, first of all, another thing, and just following through with what I just shared with you on that story on the plane in Springfield, Missouri, back to Dallas, is you've also, you can't go after the symptom. You've got to go after 
the root. Okay. It's, it's like, you know, you got the mushrooms growing in the yard and you mow them over thinking, okay, they're gone, but only the next day or the day after there they are again, you only temporarily knocked it off the surface. You've got to go down to the depth into the dirt and get to the root and kill the root to get rid of the emotions. Now, we rehearsed this, or I went over this before, but let me rehearse it with you today. All right. So again, how do we fix this? How do we go after what's causing the problem? Now, let me let me give you a little bit of research before I get into this, because this has to do with the addiction side of what we're talking about, as well as the emotional outburst. Addictions. You know, we have problems with addictions, such as drug addiction. So we go to rehab and we stay in there three months, six months or whatever, and we get clean and sober. Heard that term before? And uh, we're good. And so we go to AA meetings or NA meetings and we, you know, do our best, but only the averages show that more people fall off the wagon and go back to the addiction and have to start all over. Why? Why is that constantly going on? I'll tell you why. Because the root's not getting fixed. They're only trying to put a Band-Aid on the symptom. The addiction is an escape. It's a holiday away from the pain that you're feeling. You're self-medicating because you've got pain somewhere, emotional pain. And so you can't take it no more. You need a break, so you go get drunk. You go get high. You go look at pornography. You, You go whatever. Whatever's going to give you the escape. So we try to fix the symptom when the problem is the root. It's like in the medical field, you know, you've got a pain or you've got something growing off your skin. So you cut it off and only only to, to behold a few minutes or a few days later, a week later, there it is again. Well, come to find out you're not getting the root and even the root is cancerous. So until you go out, go down and get the cancerous root, the cancer is still going to grow and it's eventually going to take over and kill you. So thus in, in addictions and emotional outburst, the question that we need to ask is, what is the pain? Where is the pain coming from? And then we find the cause of the pain. So basically what I'm sharing with you today is we've got to go backwards before we can go forward. So we've got the event, whether that is falling off the wagon with a drug addiction, an alcohol addiction, a pornography addiction, or an emotional outburst. What caused that to happen? When we step back and find the why. Then, okay, that person said this, or I started feeling this way. And okay, so now we ask ourselves another why. Why do we feel that way? Where is that? So we take another step back and we're looking for the source now, the what. What is causing me to feel this way, which is causing me to act out in an emotional outburst or to continue in my addiction? Now we're looking for the what, and we find the what. The what is, I had a traumatic situation when I was a child. Somebody molested me. Uh, somebody called me stupid for all my life, or whatever, whatever the what is, that is where the root is. That is where the fixing needs to be done, not on the surface, not the symptom, the what. 
Now, how do we reconcile the what? How do we fix the what? That's a great question. Now, the person that that caused the pain may be dead. They can't you can't get to them. So therefore, you're going to have to resolve it in your own mind. And here's where a very powerful element comes into play. Forgiveness. You've got to let go and forgive that person of the what. Now, once you fix the what, now that you've cut out the root, now that you are going to turn the emotional switch off that is tied to that event, now the symptoms are going to going to be gone. You're not going to need to uh, go to your addiction. You're not going to have your emotional outburst or imbalances because you went after the root of it all where it's coming from. So again, just a little bit on how to fix emotional outburst and addictions. Now let me let me go back here and let's let's bring a verse of scripture in, especially about negative emotional outburst. Ephesians chapter four and verse twenty six in the New King James Version says, "Be angry and do not sin, and do not let the sun go down." On your wrath. So even the Bible gives us permission to be angry. It's okay to be angry. Jesus Christ himself was angry when he walked into the temple and find people in there like a flea market buying and selling in the temple. The Bible says he became angry and drove the money changers out of the temple and said, My house shall not be a den den of thieves, but my house shall be called a house of prayer. So he actually, he flipped his anger. He turned his anger into a positive thing and drove out what was wrong and established what should be right. Now, let me read that verse of scripture again to help us understand that it's okay to be angry. Just don't sin in the process. Don't start cussing and swinging and punching somebody or don't, I can't take this pain and go get drunk or go get high and violate everything that the Bible stands for. Ephesians chapter four and verse 26 in the amplified version, be angry. Now, again, the amplified version amplifies the verse of scripture at sin at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior. Yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame or allow it to last until the sun goes down. So two things, one or three things, excuse me. You're allowed to be angry, but just don't go crazy with it and sin and then don't let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, resolve it before you go to bed. Now, again, in chapter two of the book, we talked about uh, cleaning up your environment. We all talked about the the car battery, the positive and negative post on a car battery. And if you haven't, go back in our in our list of episodes and catch that episode and listen listen to it. So again, we've got positive and negative emotions every day coming at us. And we understand clearly what negative emotions are, but we struggle to identify positive emotions. How does that happen? Because we're, we're surrounded by negativity every day, all day. But you have the choice. You got to choose to do what's right. You may have a negative day at work, 
but you got to create a positive evening at home so that when you go to bed, everything is settled and you have a good night's sleep, get up the next day to face the problems and the situations on your job at a better attitude, a better position, because you did not let the negativity go to bed with you. Does that make sense? All right. So again, we cannot, we can be angry, but don't sin. All right. Now, we also have to deal with a lot of things that's coming at us, the machoism of today's world, uh, where the Superman, you know, the Superman myth or the John Wayne syndrome, where we go in guns a blazing and shoot up everything and everybody. You know, again, folks, it doesn't work that way. That's that's the movies. That's TV. And so we've got to understand that there's a better way to identify and diffuse angry or out uh, emotional outburst. Now, let's talk about something and how I, I showed you how that really negative emotions is tied to addictions. Okay, addictions are tied to negative emotions. Negative emotions being perhaps extreme hurt or pain, emotional pain, uh, anger, or even rage is tied to it. And a lot of it is because of a disappointment in life, a, f- a shortcoming in life, uh, some perhaps something that you've done that causes other people pain, and you're having a hard time dealing with it. All right. Now, we don't think we are angry. We don't think that we have pain. But let's let's look in to the area and how emotional outburst and addictions are again tied together. All right. Uh, again, we're walking around. We don't realize it. Maybe perhaps we don't really feel it, but it's there. Pain, emotional pain. All right. And it's causing emotional outburst negative ones, yelling, screaming, cussing, throwing things, punching somebody. Where do these places hide? Okay. And I've talked about this before, hit on it, and I'm going to get into a couple of more areas that negative emotions or outburst hide. One, number one, the top one is substance abuse. Okay. There's a need to self-medicate yourself because, again, as we talked about, you you can't you just can't deal with it anymore. It's hurting too bad. So it's an attempt to numb, uh, numb out your true feelings, your anger, your negativity hides behind the use of substance. Okay, The next area is eating disorders. Now. When I say eating disorders, some some of you, your mind might have gone to bulimia or uh, anorexic, being anorexic, not eating at all, uh, or eating too much and stick your finger down your throat and throw it all up. Uh, those are severe eating disorders. But there's also some, you know, mild eating disorders. And again, another te- uh, this is another attempt to escape emotional pain that you might be feeling. You can actually be using food as a comfort measure. Folks, food tends to nurture. Uh, you know, calms you. Boy, if I had a good, uh, a good plate of lasagna, or I love that biscuits and gravy, or, or whatever. The act of not eating, of course, or, or eating to the point of purging, again, could be an expression of needing to punish your body. 
Okay, so that's a little bit to think on because I'm coming down to uh, the close of our 30 minutes together. And again, eating disorders, we eat too much or we don't eat enough and we eat uh, just constantly because we're constantly in pain. Here's another one, criticism or being judgmental. People who are critical of other people tend to be negative people or angry people. Somewhere in the past history, people have attacked us and made us angry. That's that's my story. I was the, you know, I was the quiet fat kid at school that was quiet and and uh, believe it or not a little bit shy and overweight. So I was the target of bullying and making being made fun of and all of that. Hurt people hurt people. You, we we got to realize that. So that's going to get you going. Now, this is why you might have uh, you know might be critical of others. Your criticism, listen to this, your criticism is as a form of anger to be defensive and to put up a distance between you and other people because you're afraid of getting hurt again. Criticism or, and or being judgmental. Gossip. Gossip's another place where negative emotions hide. Being able to tell something on another person gives you a sense of control, a power over them. You know, because you've done been done wrong, therefore you are going to get revenge. So gossip serves as to make you feel good about standing upon someone else's failures to make you look taller and feel better. Not a good place to be. Depression. Depression, again, can only actually be anger turned inward. We're depressed because we failed. We're depressed because we fell short. This is the place that negative emotions hide. These are what I'm talking about is some roots that people need to go after. Here's a couple more, and then we're going to be out of time. Suicidal attempts. Attempts, not suicide but at suicidal attempts, an attempt in your life can be a method of getting back at someone, hurting somebody uh, incredibly because you're angry with them. You want them to feel the same pain that you've, they've caused you. So a suicide attempt is actually an effort to punish someone that you love. And then finally, affairs and infidelity. Relationships outside the marriage are one of the primary places that negative emotions or anger hides, and sometimes it can become addicting when your needs are not being met within the bonds of marriage. You go outside the marriage, and the affair turns into an expression of how much anger you feel. Angry teenagers often use sexual affairs as a way of striking out in anger at their parents. Unprotected sex is often even a greater display of anger at parents. So here, what we're, what we're accomplishing today as we wrap up is emotional outburst and addictions. How do we fix them? We go after the root. Do not try to fix the symptom. I'm just going to stop doing this behavior. I'm going to stop my addiction. Well, you, you can't because you got to go back to the source of it. You got to go back a la- several layers down and get to the what that's causing you to feel your pain and to act out the way you act out or to constantly go back to the addiction. We've got to, we cannot address the symptom. We have to address the what. What is the emotional pain that's causing you the, to act out in an emotional outburst or constantly go back to your addiction?
God bless you. I hope that somewhere in this podcast, in this episode, something was said that ministered to you, that struck a chord. And of course, I want to let you know that I am available. I'd be glad to get on the phone, do a Zoom call, uh, do a little coaching with you, help you through maybe your tough spots. I'm available. Reach out to us at truenorthdfw.org. Don't forget to go back and, and join our True North community. A lot of good things coming your way, and we're excited about that. Thank you again to all of our new listeners here at True North Podcast. God bless you. I pray that God will help you, give you understanding, help you to see what you need to see, and become better in the power of God. Have a great week on purpose. God bless. Thank you for joining us at True North Podcast. You can find us on iHeartRadio or any other podcasting platform. If you want to have any questions, visit us at truenorthdfw.org. We'll catch y'all next week.